we're at a turning point. Despite more and more consolidation by massive corporations, we're experiencing a renaissance when it comes to the interest in, support for, and power of small businesses, entrepreneurs, and one-woman shops. More people are waking up to the fact that each of us has the power, through the work we do and the way that we do it, to make a real difference. And we have a responsibility to do so. Hey, it's Jeremy, and this is Build a Better Wellness Biz. On this episode, we're going to talk about what better looks like, why it matters, and a little bit about what brought me here. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's get into it. So there's this shift that is happening where more and more people are realizing that they have all the tools they need to create a business that can support themselves, help, and in the case of wellness professionals, heal others, and create a larger impact on their communities and the world. At the same time, it's becoming clear that as consumers, who we choose to do business with actually matters. And as a result, we all want to buy from and work with companies, creators, healers, and artists that believe the same things we do and who are working toward a similar mission as we are. This means that there is now the possibility and the desire for businesses to think bigger and better and do more than simply deliver a product or service or result to their customers. And heart-centered wellness professionals are in the perfect position to take the lead on doing better with their businesses and their work. I don't think I've talked to a single wellness business owner that got into the work to help just one client or patient at a time. Instead, so many of us have big dreams about making the world a healthier, more fulfilling, better place. So for me, this is at the core of what it means to build better. But of course, better can mean different things to different people. So in this episode, I want to break down some of my thoughts on what better looks like in three main areas. The first is ourselves. The second is our businesses. And the third is our broader communities. But before we get into that, I just want to share a little bit about myself and my background and what led me here to starting this podcast in the first place. First off, I am not, in fact, a wellness expert myself. I run a podcast production and marketing agency called Counterweight Creative, where we help health and wellness experts use podcasting to spread their message, build a loyal following, and really power their businesses. We started off with one client in the wellness space years ago and through the power of referrals and word of mouth have now grown to work with dozens of wellness experts over the past four years. And while it wasn't my initial intention to embed myself in the wellness world, the deeper I got, the more the dots actually began to line up and I realized that this was right where I was supposed to be. As long as I can remember back to my childhood, my mom has been interested in using and exploring naturopathic forms of health and healing from energy work to tuning forks, acupuncture, massage therapy, herbal medicines, meditation, and more, as well as exploring the benefits and effects of alternative diets from vegetarianism to then veganism to then a raw food diet and all over the place since. Of course, as a teenager, I rolled my eyes at all of these practices and thought they were pretty stupid. But as I entered my 20s, I myself became curious about exploring ways of living a healthier life. And I began experimenting with diet, exercise, meditation, mindset work, and more. The deeper I got into exploring each of these areas, the more apparent it became to me that small physical and mental and energetic shifts could have massive impacts on the rest of my life and the lives of others. Now, let me be clear that I am decidedly a skeptic. I am a strong believer in science and will always defer to experts who know more than I do. Let's be clear, there is a lot of bullshit out there, including conspiracy theories and pseudoscience. But there's also a lot worth exploring, researching, and experimenting with that has the potential to help all of us live healthier, more fulfilling, better lives. 
So while I might not be a wellness expert myself, I'm endlessly fascinated by the potential that our wellness community has to make the world a better place for everyone. I truly believe that wellness impacts every area of our lives from physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health to our relationships, businesses, communities, and beyond. So let's look at how we can build better businesses that improve and enrich our own lives as well as those of everyone around us. So for me, building better starts with ourselves. It's the old put on your own mask before you put on the mask of the person next to you. And I think that we need to be in a place where we are feeling uh, fulfilled and enriched before we can spread that on to other people. So when it comes to building better for ourselves, both in our personal lives as well as in our businesses, I think that that means we need to take care of ourselves and understand that in order to create the maximum amount of impact on others and in the world, we first need to make sure that we are performing at our best and that we are looking after ourselves. I think better for ourselves is also starting with defining what our personal values are and what matters to us uh, in our lives outside of our businesses as well as in our businesses. I think a lot of times for our businesses, we might take the time to define our guiding values and uh, probably a lot of us actually haven't done that uh, very early on, uh, but that is a really useful exercise that we will be talking more about on this podcast. But I don't think many of us take the time to actually write down our personal values outside of our business. And so I think starting from there is actually going to have a, a huge impact on how we construct and shape our businesses uh, in a way that actually fulfill us and enrich us and make us excited to go to work and do the work every day. Because we can love the impact we have on people and we can love the work that we do, but we can also set up our businesses around that work that makes it a slog. And so knowing what our values are, what we want our lives to look like is really important when we're starting out and, and going out from there. Better also means being aware of our blind spots and working to fix them as we become aware of them. No matter how much of an expert you are in any subject or, you know, just in anything on any topic in the world, uh, there's always somebody who knows more. None of us knows everything about a topic. I've been in the world of podcasting and marketing for the past five years, pretty much 24-7, and still every day I'm realizing that there are things that I've been doing wrong or that might not have been the best way, and there are always newer and better ways of doing things. And so just being aware that we have blind spots, even if that's not recognizing where they all are, just being aware that we don't know everything and that there is always more to learn um, and staying humble about that. I think that is a huge part of building better. Kind of going hand in hand with that is being open to constructive criticism. When somebody comes to us and says, hey, you've been doing it this way, but this actually isn't helping, whether that is something that we're doing with our patients or clients or customers and we get called out on, that can be painful, or whether it's something uh, maybe we're working with the business coach and uh, realizing that, well, we've set up our businesses this way, but actually that's not the best way to do it. And there's other ways that uh, would be more efficient uh, or get better results for the people we work with, make life easier on us. Um, but being able to receive that constructive criticism in the day and age that we live in now, and there's so much polarization and we often immediately shut ourselves off from taking any kind of criticism or sitting with any kind of negative feedback or constructive criticism and immediately push back on the other person and uh, get our, our feathers all ruffled up. And I think being open to that criticism and being able to say, okay, am I the one who's wrong here? Have I been doing this wrong? I think that that is one of the foundational elements of building better. Because if we don't realize that there is a better way, how can we actually build towards that? Again, hand in hand with that is being willing to say, I don't know. This is something that I read a book on a number of years ago about the value of being able to say, I don't know, and how rare that skill has become. And that has just stuck with me 
for years since reading that book. That was probably five or six years ago. And I just think that this is, again, one of the most underrated skills that is worth developing for anyone, especially anyone in business or entrepreneurship or anyone who's looking to do more with their life than kind of the standard route. I think that all starts from a place of saying, I don't know, and being curious about what else is out there. So that is something definitely worth developing in yourself. And the next time somebody asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, being okay with saying, I don't know. And I think especially as men, we have this impulse almost to always have an answer to everything. And I think that that's something that we need to be able to recognize in ourselves, whether you're a man or a woman. Uh, I know that this is more prevalent in guys for sure. And I've noticed this in myself. But I think just beginning to notice that when somebody asks you a question that you don't actually know the answer to, being able to say, hmm, you know, I actually don't know about that. I don't have an answer. And this is something that I've kind of begun to take pride in myself is tallying and almost tracking, like, how many times can I say I don't know in a conversation? Because I think that uh, that's something that I measure other people by and will often judge, you know, whether I, this is someone that I actually want to take advice from. Because if they're willing to say that they don't know, then I know that I can trust them that when I come to them with a question that they do know, they're actually coming from a place of confidence and knowledge. And it's not just BSing and, and trying to fill the silence almost. So I think that um, being comfortable with not knowing is a huge part of building better. And then the last thing that uh, I want to talk about when it comes to the self uh, in terms of being better and looking at ourselves is owning our mistakes and then seeking to do better next time. And of course, none of us is perfect. We are all going to be making many, many, many hundreds, thousands of mistakes uh, over our our lives and business, maybe even millions. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of mistakes, maybe, hopefully not that many, but um, certainly hundreds and thousands of mistakes from small ones to big ones, and they are going to impact us. They are going to impact people around us, whether that's our team members, our clients, our communities. And so I think it's not about not making these mistakes, but it's about owning them when we make them and committing to doing better next time and being open with the people around us that, yeah, you know, we're not perfect. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to do our best to try to be perfect and, and deliver the best uh, service possible, the best experience to our clients, customers, and patients, the best environment for our team members. But we are going to mess up and we are not going to be perfect all the time. And so when we do mess up, um, I hope that you'll you'll give us some grace and know that we're we're going to own that and that we're going to do better next time. And I think that that is something that uh, I'm attracted to in people that I work with, both on my team, as well as other businesses that I work with or hire on in some way, as well as clients. Um, and it's just part of life that everybody's going to make mistakes. And I think that owning our own mistakes and committing to doing better is important. And also recognizing that other people around us are going to make mistakes and giving them that uh, the benefit of the doubt and knowing that, you know, this is this is what it is to be human. This is what it is to be growing and learning and running a business and working towards doing better. So after doing better for ourselves comes doing better in our businesses. And so some of the things that building a better business means to me is building a business where we actually feel excited to go into work every day. And so many of us started our businesses. I went down the entrepreneurial self-employed route because we were trying to get away from a job that we hated. Um, we were in a situation where maybe we wanted more freedom or more autonomy, and we didn't have that in that area. And we're definitely going to talk with a lot of people on this podcast who have that exact same story. And I'm guessing if you're listening, you might have a similar story. And so often what happens is we leave that situation, but we create another job for ourselves. And because we're not intentional about how we're building our businesses, we end up working ourselves into another job and one that might even have more stress and less freedom than the job we left. 
um, because now everything is riding on us and maybe we feel like we need to work 50 or 60 or 70 hour weeks to keep the lights on and, and make sure that everyone's getting paid and that our, our clients are getting everything that we've promised them. And that is not exciting to go to work in every day. It can be at the start. And I've definitely been there where it was exciting to work long hours. But as the months go on and that is still the reality or even the years go on, that does not become fun uh, and leads to real burnout. And that's something that I've dealt with and uh, some people that we're going to talk with on the podcast have dealt with as well. And uh, we all are in danger of that if we're not careful about how we're actually constructing our businesses. So I think better when it comes to our businesses is first ensuring that, you know, we are in a place where we're actually excited to do the work and excited to show up and serve our team members and our clients and our customers and our patients and everyone else in our communities. The second thing, when it comes to creating businesses that we actually feel excited to go to and, and work in, a lot of that, in my experience, comes back to building a business where you feel empowered and in control of the direction. A lot of times when we are dealing with burnout or when things aren't fun and aren't exciting and we might be dreading to go to work, it's a business where we don't feel like we actually have that control. And so many of us started these businesses because we wanted more freedom in our lives and we wanted more control. And oftentimes it doesn't feel that way when we are not building better, when we are being reactive and we are not taking charge, we are not being the visionary and the leader that we should be. And so for me, a better business is one where each of us feels empowered and in control about the future of the business, the direction it's heading, the clients we work with, the people we have on our team. And when we feel like we actually have control over that and we are intentionally shaping the direction and the feeling of our businesses and the impact that we're creating, that to me is a much better business. Number three is a better business for me is a business that can support us and our families financially. And I think a lot of us as heart-centered business owners who you know, we got into this work a lot of times because we wanted to help people. And so often money can feel a little icky and we don't always feel comfortable charging for our work. But in my opinion and my experience, business can be hard and often not that fun until we can actually deal with those money mindset issues that we might have and realize that by making more money, we are able to have more impact on people. And that if we don't charge anything, we can't stay in business and we can't help anyone. So that's not going to work. And if we charge too little, then we might be able to help a lot of people, but we get burnt out. And a lot of times that can lead to kind of resenting your audience and your customers. And so that's no good either. And so we actually really, really do need to build a business where we are charging enough that we are comfortable, that we can pay our team a living wage and what they deserve to be paid. We can pay ourselves. Uh, so often as business owners, we look after ourselves last out of all. And so we might pay all our bills, pay all our team members, and then there's very little left for us. And this, again, can lead to burnout. It can lead to a business where we don't feel empowered, we don't feel in control, we don't have the bandwidth to take risks and make investments in things that could make the business better and could make things better for our clients and customers and patients. And so I think that it's about more than just meeting our basic expenses, but building businesses where there is abundance and there is extra. And when there is that extra and when there is that abundance of cash, you can choose whatever you want to do with that. You can use that to work less. You can use that to invest back into your business. You can use that to invest back into your community. You can use that to uh, support organizations and causes that you believe in. So it's not like just because your business makes more, that makes you greedy or that you are uh, just spending that on yourself um, on an extravagant lifestyle or anything like that. Um, 
making more money can open up a lot more opportunities to do more good and create more impact. And that is one of the the core beliefs that I have. And I have had to overcome some money mindset issues for sure. I think almost all of us do. So if you are struggling with any of that, you are far from alone. You are probably in the uh, vast majority of people, especially in this industry. But know that you do need to get through that and that in a better business, there is an abundance of cash flow that allows you to um, really be in the driver's seat and guide your business effectively and make smart investments and continue to grow your impact and your reach and to continue to support your team and your clients and your customers and your patients. So building businesses that can support not just you and your team, but uh, your family and your team's family and your community, that is really what better looks like to me. So when it comes to building a better business on the business side of things, number four is a business with the team and support that allows you to live in your zone of genius. And so where you are able to put your unique skills to use and where you are able to meet the challenges that uh, only you can solve and spend a lot of time in that area. And so this is something that, of course, when any of us starts our business Typically, we're going to have to put in a couple of years at least before we get to that point. But over time, I think that a better business is one where that is the goal, where you are working towards that, getting to the point where you have a team and support around you where they can take on all the day-to-day tasks and uh, you are clear on what your zone of genius is and you can spend a good amount of your time there. And probably in any business, you're never going to spend all of your time specifically in your unique zone of genius. But if you're able to continually kind of increase that share of time that you're spending there, that is what better looks like to me. And so these are tasks where no one else on your team is really positioned to solve these problems or do these tasks. And so a lot of times as your business grows, these are the visionary type tasks, the long-term strategy planning, or it might be the kind of personal branding element of, you know, doing speaking engagements and podcast guesting and all these other types of things where you are the face of your business and no one else can do that. And the same thing when it comes to the the long-term visioning and thinking about like, okay, well, what's our greater mission here? What are we working towards and how are we achieving these things? And so no one else can do those things. And Of course, in the first few years, there is not a lot of time to spend on those. And I think it is still important to carve out that time, even if that's one afternoon a month or something like that, where you take the afternoon off or maybe the whole day off, however much time you have, and think about like, okay, where are we going? What is the direction that I'm heading in? Even if it's just you at that point, putting in that intentional time of being the visionary and guiding the company where you want it to go. And so that I think for every business owner, that really is their unique zone of genius. And that's not to say that uh, you're not getting input from your team. And we're going to talk about that in a second, but you are the one making the decisions and you know the business better than anyone else. And you know the values and the mission and your customers and your patients and your clients. And so I think uh, spending that time in whether that is, you know, the visionary mode or there are other areas where you are also in your zone of genius and doing the tasks that really light you up and allow you to be in flow and that no one else can really do on your team a better business allows you to spend more and more time in that area. So next up on the business side of things, uh, when it comes to building a better business is building businesses that live out our personal team and community values. And so starting like we talked about in the self section here of building better is building businesses that actually display our personal values, but then also bringing in uh, and collaborating with our team and our community 
to see, you know, what does everyone else value and how can we create a business that honors all of those things? And I know as my team has grown, I've realized that there are things that my team values that I had never thought about before. And if I really want the business to speak for everyone and to represent everyone who is on the team, uh, I need to do a better job of communicating with them and getting feedback on what those values are and then taking a stand on those things as well. And so that our business as a whole represents everybody who is in it. And obviously on a, a team, especially we have 12 people right now on the team, there are going to be people who have sometimes competing values and things that they don't necessarily agree on, but coming to a consensus on uh, the core of like, what does our business stand for? What do we want it to stand for? What does everybody believe that they're going to be you know, excited to come to work for this business? And then also matching that up with you know the broader community and Sometimes, depending on how you want to structure it, maybe you're even looking at what your clients value. Or uh, I think this is the way that I would go was be start with your team first and yourself and then attract those clients based on those values. Number three is using our voices and the platforms we have through our businesses to create social change beyond simply the work that we do for our clients and customers. This is something that I've just become hugely inspired by so many companies, which I'm going to mention a little bit uh, later in this episode. But just seeing companies use their platforms as businesses to move the world forward in various causes. And a lot of this has to do with equality and equity, both gender and racial. Uh, it has to do with anti-discrimination when it comes to LGBTQ+. Uh, it comes to the environment and climate change and seeing businesses take a stand uh, where they might face blowback for that. That has been something that's been hugely inspirational to me, and I think it can be scary at times. But, you know, it doesn't always have to be these hot button issues. There are things that all of us as humans want, and I think sometimes we might not think it's our place uh, of our business to speak out about anything like that or encourage or support organizations. But I think that this is something that I have seen this movement grow, and I have become so excited by it. And so for me, this is, is really one of the core parts of doing better, building better businesses. One of the other things that uh, ties into building better businesses is including our teams in our decision-making processes. So kind of like we talked about when we're coming up with our values, but also when it comes to these issues that we're supporting and including our team in, in all of those decision-making processes with how we actually run the businesses, being transparent and communicating directly and vulnerably with our teams, as well as our clients, uh, especially when it's uncomfortable to do so and when there are disagreements and talking about like, okay, with our teams, what are the type of people we want to work with? Where do we draw the lines of, you know, if our clients believe these things or say these things on our podcasts, uh, how do we respond to that? Who don't we want to work with? Who do we want to work with? What gets us excited? Uh, how do we want to handle all of these things? And really making the business a real shared experience. And obviously as the owner, you and I are going to have the final say, but I think it is foolish to think that uh, we can behave like dictators and just uh, dictate things down to our teams and that that is going to be the best possible way to run businesses. I know for myself, I want to build a business where everybody is excited to show up with their best selves and become their best selves at work because uh, we have collectively created an environment that encourages them and empowers them uh, to do so. And then lastly, I think just remembering that people matter. This is, I think is, is really at, at the core of building better businesses because uh, if we want to impact people in our communities and the world and our clients and team members and all these people, um, they're all people and and we're all people. And we need to remember that people matter more than anything else. Uh, so when we're you know pushing our teams to deliver on a, a tight deadline or we even just communicating with people, I think one of the things that has always made me uncomfortable is seeing how some business owners communicate 
uh, with people on their teams, oftentimes, especially when those people are maybe overseas contractors and it does not feel like there is always dignity there. And I think that that is, is really important, whether you're working with somebody who is making a $80,000 a year salary working for you as your operations person or somebody who's making $3 an hour uh, as a research virtual assistant uh, in the Philippines, that remembering that we're all people and that we all deserve dignity, that we all deserve to be communicated with in a respectful way. And that everybody we work with and work for uh, on our teams and communities and, and clients and suppliers and all of these things, uh, we're all people and we all deserve that baseline uh, respect and dignity. And um, I think that that's something that can get forgotten sometimes uh, when we're trying to meet deadlines and we're trying to squeeze more profit out of our businesses when it feels like there's not enough to go around. And I think that in the long run, valuing people and being really clear that you do value people pays off way more than trying to take shortcuts and devaluing people in the short run. So uh, that is something that I just believe so strongly about business and building a better business. And so with that, let's move on to the third section of building better, which is uh, building better in our communities. So when it comes to building better communities, a lot of us who are working online are seeking to build audiences and we might have Facebook communities and email newsletters and all of these other platforms where we are community builders. And I think that this is just really important to be intentional about and realizing that we have uh, incredible influence a lot of times and the ability to impact each of these people and help them build better lives as well through our actions and our leadership. So building better communities for me starts with building communities that are open, inclusive, and equitable and recognizing that we probably, each of us has our own biases and uh, we probably don't recognize these all the time. But if we can start to become aware of these and realize that not everyone in our communities, uh, and this can be our, our larger audiences and online communities or our teams and our clients and our customers and our patients uh, and our suppliers, everyone around us, um, realizing that not all of them will have shared the same experiences that we have, that uh, we didn't all start from the same place, that members of our communities might have faced and continue to face challenges that we can't possibly understand because we uh, don't have the same skin color or gender or sexual orientation and all of these things that we can't possibly experience because we were born under different circumstances. But recognizing that those realities are real for those people and they're not imagined and that they uh, have a real lasting long-term impact on many of their day-to-day -day actions is really important to understand that if we are going to build communities where people feel welcome and people feel empowered to show up and be their best selves. And so I think a really an important part of this is listening and truly seeking to understand. Uh, this is one of the most important things we can do in our communities. And uh, again, this comes back to just being aware that we don't know everything, that we haven't had every experience, that there are other people who have other experiences of life, uh, even in very similar communities and situations that are vastly different from how we would experience those same communities and situations. And so being open to that and remembering that our experiences and everyone's experience is incredibly important when it comes to building communities and building better communities. I think this also being aware of that is one thing, but then actually working, using our platforms and using our communities to call out and dismantle systems and institutions that are inequitable. I think that that is a huge part of building better is recognizing, but then doing something about it and taking action and using your voice and taking a stand. And I think as 
content creators and community organizers and people with platforms um, that people pay attention to and listen to, we can set the tone. And I think that because we have that power, uh, we also have the responsibility to do something with that and to work to uh, make the world a, a better, fairer place for everyone. And then again, this comes back to just like with our businesses, um, standing up for and supporting people, uh, movements and causes that we believe in and encouraging our communities to do so. And so there are a, a lot of issues that will be you know, important to each of us. And so I think it's, it's getting clear on what those issues are that are important to you and important to your team and your community, and then actually mobilizing people and getting people involved and helping empower other people to uh, use their own voices and their own platforms and their own power to help create the world that we all want to live in. The last thing that I'm a huge fan of and believer in and am really inspired by uh, when it comes to business and in our communities is the triple bottom line of people, planet, and profit. And so I think that we do have a responsibility as businesses to be engaged with and aware of our impact on our societal circles, the people around us, the people that our business impacts, as well as our impact on the planet and the environment. And then as well as profit, I think that, you know, I am a huge fan of building businesses that make a whole lot of money. And that, that is a huge goal of mine. But I think that it's our responsibility to do that in a responsible way. And I think that for me, and I know many of the people listening, we want to use a lot of that profit to invest back into our people and our planet and to making the world a better place for everyone. So I think that those three are not uh, competing, that all three really can go together and that that is, is what building a better business is really about. All right. So that is kind of the foundation of my thoughts around building better when it comes to uh, building better lives for ourselves, building better businesses and building better communities um, through all of those things. And I think that they kind of flow into one another. So we start with ourselves and we create better lives and build better for ourselves. And that flows into our businesses. And then when we create better businesses, that flows into our communities and the world. So why does this all matter? Let's talk about that a little bit. I touched on at the start that there is a growing movement of people who want to do business with businesses who believe these types of things, uh, what I would call better businesses. And so really, this is what our clients, customers, patients, and communities actually want. And I think that this is only going to grow, that there's going to be more and more and more support for businesses that actually choose to actively do better and do more than, you know, just deliver on their deliverables. The flip side of that is I think that there's going to be more backlash against those that don't take action. And so I think that it's just good business to start building a better business and thinking bigger than what we're delivering to our patients, clients, customers. I think that it's also more profitable in the long run. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about this in upcoming episodes, but while building better is slower, I think, most of the time than taking shortcuts, uh, I believe it's more sustainable in the long run. And I think it's more profitable as well. I think that better people want to work for better businesses and that better clients want to work with better businesses. And I think that people are willing to pay more for that and are willing to stick with businesses uh, when things get tough, when they know that they are are in it for the right reasons and are doing good things through their businesses. I know that uh, for myself personally, when I look at the brands that I uh, engage with regularly, whether that's clothing brands or uh, online software companies or whatever it is, this is something that I always look for now is like, what does this company stand for? What are they doing to help move the world forward? And where are we aligned on mission? And so that by doing business with them, I feel like I'm 
also moving closer to the end goal of my mission, my personal mission and my business mission. And lastly, I think that it's just the right thing to do. I think that we we all have a responsibility not to just meet the minimum ethical requirements when it comes to running our businesses, but actually raising the bar for everyone around us. And I think that this is happening whether we like it or not, but we can be a part of that effort to raise the bar. And I think that everyone will benefit by that. And so uh, I'm really excited about being able to build a community of business owners uh, in the wellness space and maybe even beyond who are excited about that and want to be part of that. And uh, I'm excited about taking part in that myself. So to wrap up this episode, uh, I just wanted to share a few brands that uh, I really love for the way that they run their businesses and the examples that they set. So the first one on the list is uh, Patagonia. I'm a huge fan of the outdoors, uh, camping, hiking, uh, rock climbing, cycle touring, basically anything outdoors. I'm a huge fan of it. And obviously Patagonia is one of the, the leaders in outdoor clothing and gear. And so one of the things I love about them is both the quality of the product that they create, but that really comes secondary almost at this point to their beliefs and their impact uh, on the world around them and their sense of responsibility and leadership when it comes to uh, using their brand as a voice to promote better practices when it comes to the environment. Uh, and this makes sense because, you know, they are an outdoor brand. And um, if all our outdoor spaces, uh, protected outdoor spaces are gone, uh, they're not going to have a business anymore, potentially. Um, but also when it comes to people and treating people fairly um, all throughout their supply chain. And so I think that they have really almost single-handedly set the tone and inspired a whole generation of outdoor brands as well as other clothing brands. And so I'm a huge fan of theirs and really love uh, everything that they're doing when it comes to how they're using their business. The second one is 15.5. And so this is actually a client of ours and they are a software company that basically helps you uh, keep track of your team's goals and where everyone's at on a personal level as well as professional level. And I'm a user of their software. Uh, they're a client as well, like I mentioned, and they just have this fantastic philosophy and I've borrowed a lot of their language around helping uh, their team members. And, and really their goal is to help every business um, allow their team members to be and become their best selves at work. And a lot of their philosophy is around, you know, so much of our time in our life we spend at work. And this means that this is a huge opportunity for businesses to help influence and shape people and build them up um, into being and becoming their best selves and using their work as a way to help them grow personally. And so this is something that I've taken away a, a lot from their message. And uh, for me, one of the missions with our team is, is I really want to leave everybody when they leave Counterweight Creative. I don't expect people to stay forever, but I hope that by the time they leave uh, our company and our team, they are better people than when they came in. And whether that is personally or professionally or both, um, that, that's something that is really important to me. And so one of the things that I like to do is run workshops for the team both for, you know, professional development as well as personal development. So we've had, you know, personal finance workshops and things like that. And we had a money mindset workshop and a lot of that stuff is just personal development. And that's something that I want to create an environment where that is valued and where that's just kind of like a nice bonus for, for working here. And, and my team right now is all contractors. They're not employees, but this is something that I think is important and is something that I really want to double down on and do more and more of because uh, I think that it matters. I think that helping develop your team personally and professionally, I mean, people want to work for companies like that and want to stay longer. Um, and it also just helps them feel empowered to create those types of changes in their own lives and their own communities and have that ripple effect go outward. So uh, for me, 15.5 has been a huge inspiration uh, when it comes to that. And they have a fantastic podcast that we produce called Best Self-Management, if you want to check that out. 
Number three is Finisterre. And so this is a small, basically they started as a surf apparel company in Cornwall in the UK. And I have uh, discovered them recently and have become almost just a fanatic around their sense of responsibility to the environment and to the oceans in particular, and how so much of their marketing is about their mission. And this is something that I really love about them. And, you know, I liked their clothing when I first saw it. And then when I found out about the company, I was like, oh, I have to buy like all of the stuff from there. And I'm so inspired by the way they use their mission in their marketing. And so that uh, they're a company that I really look up to uh, for guidance as well. Uh, Number four is Charity Water. And so I heard about Charity Water um, probably four years ago, and I was so inspired by Scott Harrison, the founder story, which I'll link to in the show notes. Uh, He has a really incredible, powerful story about how he came to be working in the world of uh, bringing clean water to people around the world. And uh, I love their mission of the organization, which is basically to end the water crisis, to bring clean water to everyone within our lifetime. And this is a huge big, hairy, audacious goal, but I love the, uh, I love the audaciousness of it. And I love their, their mission and their drive and their branding and the way that they run their organization. Uh, so they are a huge inspiration for me as well. And then last on the list, uh, there are many more brands that I'm inspired by, but the last one that I'll mention here is ConvertKit, the uh, email marketing tool that you might've heard of. Uh, I'm a user of theirs. And after going to their conference a year ago and hearing, uh, Nathan and Barrett, the two co-founders speak, I was so grateful that I was already a user. And I was thinking if I wasn't a user, I would migrate over to their platform just because of how they run their business. And if you follow them on Twitter or um, both Nathan and Barrett have their own personal blogs, it just feels like a masterclass on how to run a better team, really, I guess I'll say, and how to run a better business. Um, Their personal responsibility to helping their team be empowered and grow, as well as their social responsibility When the pandemic hit, uh, they're a company who their main target audience is creators. And so when the pandemic hit earlier this year, they almost immediately set up a $25,000 creator fund to support creators who were, you know, feeling the crunch. Um, A lot of freelancers and, and people don't have that safety net around them and lost a lot of work when the pandemic hit. And so immediately they came out with this $25,000 creator fund and then also uh, organized all these other brands that got that price well up over 50,000 or maybe it was even 75 or 100,000 by the end of it, I think. And so taking that leadership and showing that initiative to support their community um, when they didn't need to do that. And that was, you know, at a cost to them. And that and many, many, many other things, uh, the more I follow them, the more I love that company and the more I look to them uh, for guidance when thinking about how I want to structure my own team and, and run my own team and, and form relationships with clients and customers and, and team members. They've been a huge inspiration to me. So those are some of the companies that I'm inspired by. And uh, and this is really the kind of foundation of the framework of what I think better looks like, what a better business looks like, and why it matters. And there is a lot more that could be said on each of these topics of self, business, and community And I'm sure each of these lists will continue to grow. We are at the start of exploring this journey uh, with this first episode. And so I'm excited to see how my thinking and uh, your thinking and with your input and our community's input, uh, how this whole idea of building better evolves over time. So one of the things that I am so excited about with this podcast is giving you a chance to share your voice on the show and getting your feedback and really making this a discussion and a conversation. So at the end of each episode, I'm going to ask for you to leave me a little voice clip. And uh, you can do that on my website at 
betterwellness.biz slash voice. And so if you go to betterwellness.biz slash voice, you can leave a voicemail there uh, right from your phone or your computer. And in each episode, I'm going to ask a question that I would love to hear your response to. And then on an upcoming episode, we will feature some of our community responses to that question. So for this episode, I would just love to hear as we're kicking off this podcast, Build a Better Wellness Biz, what building better looks like to you. This is something that I'm going to ask almost every guest, and I would love to hear what everyone in our community uh, thinks of when they think of building better as well. So you can go to betterwellness.biz slash voice, hit the button there and leave me a voice message and just tell me. What does building better mean to you when you think about those words? What comes to mind? And uh, if you would be so gracious as to to leave me that voicemail, then I will be incredibly excited to potentially feature your response on an upcoming episode and hear what you're thinking about and and how you're thinking about building better and how you're thinking about responses to each of the questions that I will uh, be posing at the ends of uh, each and every episode. So that is it for this episode. In the next episode, I'm going to be sharing all about what I see as the five pillars of a thriving six-figure wellness business. So be sure to check that episode out for some of the actual building blocks of creating a thriving, successful, profitable wellness business. So I will see you in the next episode. And until then, here's to building better. Building better.